Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Racism. Noun. One, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. 2A, a doctrine or political program based on the assumption of racism and designed to execute its principles. Or B, a political or social system founded on racism. 3. Racial prejudice or discrimination. That is the official Merriam-Webster definition of a very important word in the American discourse these days. And if you're anything like fluorescent resident Kennedy Mitchum, you may think that's a pretty milquetoast way of describing a really ugly system of belief. But Kennedy Mitchum didn't just think that definition came up short. She actually did something about it. And she's here today to discuss why and what happened next. So, Kennedy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So you reached out to Merriam-Webster on May 28th. Uh, What first got this um, on your radar? Yeah, the current climate, you know, a lot of people are having those big conversations about racism and and the ways that racism affects people. I mean, being a black woman, being a black woman, it really affects me in a lot of different ways. So I talk about that a lot on my social media, but a lot of different people kept trying to, you know, basically negate that using that dictionary definition saying, no, that's not racism. Do you even know what that is? And then boom, copy and paste. They would just send me the definition to try to disprove my real life experience. So after that, I had that has happened so many times over the years. But in this current climate, it's just too much. I can't take people continually trying to disprove my literally my real life experiences. So I was like, now I know where the root of the problem is. So let me email Merriam-Webster so I can no longer get their definitions as a way to disprove my experiences. You got tired of people using this, quoting this at you and and trying to say, hey, this is what it is. It it felt to you like this was an incomplete or or even an, an inaccurate definition. Yeah, very much so. I feel like racism isn't just, you know, I feel a lot of people want to just look at racism as it is overtly. I mean, I think that a lot of people have, nowadays we have social consequences for people who are overtly racism, especially in the age of social media. Mm -hmm. But that still doesn't cover the way that racism works covertly, the way that, you know, systemic oppression is just in every system we see and like that should really be included in the definition it's really to recognize you know the public policies the institutional practices and the cultural representation that really reinforce that racial group inequity all over the world so i really think that people should focus more on that because we see it again and again and those consequences of not acknowledging that that's a real life factor I mean it causes deaths I mean people are dying because of racism so we can't afford to ignore it any longer. What kind of reaction did you get when you first reached out to the dictionary people? Uh, from the dictionary people or from people in general? Oh from the dictionary yeah when you reached out to Merriam-Webster what kind of response did you get? They were really just, I mean, they were hard with what they thought. They were just basically saying, like, we understand where you're coming from. But at the end of the day, we focus on the majority of literature and how they use the term racism in their everyday wording and stuff like that. So they were definitely, the first couple replies, they were definitely hard on their stance. And they were saying, like, no matter if you reach out to me, it doesn't matter if you're a person, doesn't matter if you have a whole petition set up, we're not going to change it based on those experiences. Mm -hmm. So, 
I kind of, I really had to fight that. It was kind of, I was really disappointed and I was really upset until I kept, but I kept pushing because I was really, this is something I'm definitely really passionate about. Uh, You know, you had this whole back and forth and at one point in the back and forth, the editor called you Mr. Mitchum. Um, (laughs) Did that just get your blood (laughs) boiling? Yeah, and that's another thing. I'm like, oh, why do I? I'm like automatically, oh, I'm a man because, I mean, men are the ones who try to, you know, use their voice. I get it, blah, 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 stereotypically. But at the end of the day, no, I'm a, I'm a woman. I was like, I corrected them. I'm like, this is a miss. I'm definitely speaking out. I mean, I feel like that's a lot. Black women are often left in the background, you know, and black men are trying to you know they take the lead sometimes Mm -hmm. in terms of they're not really seen but black women especially in this movement i'm glad that they're being seen and that we're like our additions are being recognized worldwide i mean this is going to be something that's definitely different so yeah and you know in this case um here this is a black woman who got something done on june 4th um, the same editor in you know after all this back and forth he wrote back to you and said they're now being uh draft they're drafting a revision they're going to add it to the dictionary soon they're also planning to revise the entries of other words that are related to racism or have racial connotations he wrote we ask for your patience as we review the large body of evidence for this word this revision would not have been made without your persistence in contacting us about this problem. I will see to it that the entry for racism is given the attention it sorely needs. Were you surprised that after this back and forth, it did get a little heated at points? Not only did he change his mind, but he actually credited you for changing it. Right. Yeah, I was definitely super surprised. Like when I tell you that morning, I was not expecting that response. Like I definitely rolled my eyes and I was like okay what is he going to say next to try to discredit what I'm saying you know I was ready I was ready to go back and forth again but I was super shocked I mean systems like that that are so powerful they don't necessarily look down and see what minorities believe or think about stuff issues like this so I'm really glad that he was actually able to just hear my point of views and just go back to his board of editors and say yeah this is what this woman is saying and it, it makes sense you know instead of just being ignorant and trying not to discredit what I'm saying. So what are some of the changes that you're hoping to see um, reflected in this, um, this changed definition? Yeah, I hope that they really include a lot more of the systemic elements to racism. Like with everything going on, you really it's really important for everyone to understand that, you know, it's not just one racist cop. Like this is a trend because the the whole system is racist. So, I hope that they include like this is the systemic oppression of certain groups of people. It's a system of disadvantages for certain people and it was built like this. I feel like racism it's it's not new. It's always it's always been a system to keep certain people at the bottom of the barrel. So I hope they include more of those systemic elements and the systemic oppression that people have to face day to day. Now, I understand you had initially just posted this news as a short note on your social media after you saw how happy it made your mom that they were going to make this change. But your high school kind of blew you up a little bit on this. That's Nairinx Hall, uh, the all-girls school. Um, and they shared a post applauding your efforts. And it feels like that just went viral. Uh, Were you surprised to see this story take off in the way that it did? 
Yeah, I was definitely surprised. Like when I was originally posting it, I just was like, this is really like a some some type of light and of air of really darkness. Like these are really dark times. Everyone is going through a lot, especially with um, people having to see a lot of this trauma play out on their screens all the time through their social media. It's just one story after another. So I was really happy that, you know, it did get a lot of attention because this is a like it's a kind of it's a lighthearted, just really a positive story when there's a lot of just negative negativity around i mean but in both of these stories yet yeah, both the negative stories and this positive it, it brought about change so it really shows like you know using your voice to be heard whether that's you know protesting reaching out to representatives or e reaching out to a dictionary like you can make a change yeah, and you're making this change. Um, as we mentioned earlier on the show, you're just 22 years old. I mean, that's got to be so cool. Um, I don't know, do you feel like other recent college graduates or even high school kids can take something from this, that, that their voice can make a difference? Oh, yeah, definitely, especially with, um, you know, voting and everything coming up. Mm. A lot of people try to discredit themselves and they're just like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm just one person, but one person can do so much. So I'm really I really am glad like I'm talking to a couple of groups of youth just to tell them, you know, this is not this is everyone can do this. Just take your strengths and do what you want to do. This is if you want to bring about change, you can do that. You can do that alone. You can do that in a group. Like, just keep pushing because at the end of the day, your voice matters. Even though a lot of these systems, a lot of people might try to, you know, say, no, you don't know what you're talking about. But you do, you know, use that knowledge in order to make an impact. I think that our generation is really doing, a, like, the young people are definitely doing a good job of that. But there's still a big crowd who just, you know, they don't realize how powerful that their voice can be. So I mm -hmm. hope that they take this as a oh yeah well maybe I am I am gonna actually go to vote or maybe I am gonna you know do that thing that I was really discouraged about yeah I gotta say I, I give your generation a lot of credit I mean you guys are out there on the front lines um I can't say that that was necessarily the case when I was growing up I don't know that we were as political mm -hmm. as as people your age are but at the same time you did just graduate uh, from Drake University and this is about the worst time ever to graduate uh, that's just it's gotta oh, be yeah. so so tough. <laughs> Has this experience um, given any changed focus or, or renewed focus to what I'm sure is happening for everybody who graduated in the middle of a pandemic? This is not a good time to be looking for a job. Oh, yeah. You are absolutely right about that. I feel like it really, I was, I, I lacked a lot of motivation. Even finishing class, I'm like, oh, I was looking forward to that graduation weekend and having all my family together mm. and stuff like that. But that was all, you know, just thrown out the window because of everything going on. So I was definitely super like this definitely like kind of brought my spirits back up hmm. like a lot. So that's one thing I am really happy about. And especially like the job opportunities and just kind of me. It helped me push. It helped push me more into like the type of direction that I wanted to go that I want to go through. And, and what and, direction you is know, that? Forward in life. Just to continue, you know, just creating a platform to continue advocating, educating and changing the narrative, you know, looking for different career opportunities that will help me in that. I feel like 
um before i was just you know searching for basically anything because there was no opportunities like you said Mm -hmm. like it's super hard out here but like now i have more of a direct focus on what i'm good at and what like this because this whole experience it really did it really make it really made me feel more a lot more fulfilled like i was actually doing something so i definitely want to keep doing that and just create a platform where i can keep bringing about change change like I did before. Well, Kennedy Mitchum, we wish you the best of luck in that. As, as, as we both know, man, this is just, it's, it's hard out there, but I have a feeling that you are going to be just fine. So uh, congratulations on your graduation and, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.